Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. Uh, this is, what's the date today? Fuck. It's, uh, today uh, is the 14th. Uh, well, not, well, today's the 14th. But it's so really. When will this come out? The 20, 21st. The 24th. 21st. The 19th. No, wait. How are we going <laughs> to. <laughs> if you're listening to us the first day it's posted, it is December 17th. 21st, 2020. And um, what we, knowing we are limited time, personal reasons and work reasons, we didn't have enough time to do anything new. And uh, the with the uh, Yorkies on five come up this weekend. <laughs> Horrible things. 2020 good things. go away. Oh, anyway, so we thought it'd be kind of fun. Like, let's look back on a couple of our favorite episodes from 2019 because 2020 has some great shows, but you probably already heard them recently. But we might be hitting, getting some new people popping around since they're home for the holidays or not. <laughs> you should be right. home anyway. Anyway. Or, or you're driving somewhere. Right. <laughs> Just to get out of the house. Yeah. Wear a mask, damn it. Anyway, so first one we have is for today is in the next week we'll have another one, which... Can we say what it is? No, no, who cares? Be surprised. No, you just be surprised. So this is, first one we have is Doug Lyman's Go. Um, this was our, God, I want to say our fifth episode? Fifth episode. I feel it was number four, really, because I think it, if we, we have, if we go from our intro. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we well, did you Science know, we Project f- and go, Gotcha. Well, if you go from our intro, then really it's six, isn't it? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But well, we recorded was our this. first venture out of the 1980s. <laughs> yes. We recorded this in um, March of 2019, and we didn't go live with the podcast until August of 2019, mostly because um, you were gone. Yeah, I was, out, I, was, I was out of state. Yeah. We both agreed we, like, it was a bad idea to launch and, and right. have, and have a big have a gap. Lag, a long <laughs> lag period. And it would, have been, it would have been four months lag, which would have sucked. So Yeah. Anyway, so Go was a funny one to talk about, and uh, and why are we why are we really why are we revisiting Go specifically because it's fun? Oh, because there's a reason. It's it's (laughs) like everybody while everybody else is arguing about Die Hard and and Lethal Weapon being Christmas movies, (laughs) Go is a Christmas movie. This is a Christmas movie, one hundred percent. Come on, man! And if you don't know that, then you haven't seen the movie. Right. This is even an argument. This is as much no. as the, this is as much as a Christmas movie as Home Alone is. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's more so because it takes place on Christmas Eve. And there's a Christmas rave. And there's a Christmas rave. Come on. If you don't know this. What better way to celebrate Christmas in Los Angeles in the 90s than going to a fucking rave like somewhere like Camp Snoopy? <laughs> it's so good. This movie's rad. And it was a fun conversation. It was such a weird one, too. Because of the storytelling that they did yeah. in it, with it jumping around between three stories, right. uh, three characters are following them around. Ironically, the episode that we did after this was another Doug Lyman movie, Messing With Time, and that was Edge of Tomorrow. And we had less of a difficult time with that one, but this one was a fun one to edit. And I felt like we were, <laughs> were like, we forgot this, we forgot that, we forgot to talk about this. Because at early stages of doing our podcast, we were. We were winging it in a big way, yeah. you know. And you can tell when you listen to it; it's a little looser than than the, than the structure we have. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, and I felt like we were trying to hit every bullet point too. Every little thing. Do we right, we were just there was nothing left. There was no stone left unturned in uh, our, our our episode of Go. Yeah, it was. It, 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 but you're going to hear that for yourself. And the, the editing on it took a while too because <laughs> because of yeah. that reason. 
Right. Because we've talked about it for three hours and it's a 90 minute movie. Uh, but I would say, right, well, this is a movie, not only is it a Christmas movie, it's just a movie that I feel like enough people haven't seen it. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah of Lyman's uh, movies after that. I mean, everybody talk, everybody remembers swingers. Uh, and then, you know, then we jump right to like things like Mr. And Mrs. Smith and, you know, go kind of gets forgotten, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in my top three Doug Lyman movies. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. And for when you talk about something that came out so early on in his career and it's still, I mean, no joke, man, we, we watched it. It was, how old do we say it was 20 years old at that point. Right. Yeah, it was. And, and it it hold that it didn't just hold up. It's still super entertaining and super fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, good filmmaking. And you know, you get to see some uh, a lot of performers you know. Uh, you get to see them very early in their careers. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Breckin Meyer and Tay Diggs and uh, Katie Holmes, yeah. Timmy Oliphant. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a fun little Sarah Polly. Uh, you know, it's yep. a fun little flick, all wrapped up with a Christmas bow. Yep, it is a good time, and uh, you know. If you haven't listened to the show before or you're new to the show and you haven't taken a deep dive into the stuff since over a year old, that's the one to go to because it's, no, no pun intended, you can hear the progression <laughs> between this one and easily the one that you're going to hear next week is is uh, when we revisit that movie. It's good stuff. And, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, and if you have heard it before, then yeah, it's a, it's a good revisit, yeah, I think. But Christmas movie, damn it. And you know what? <laughs> Next week is the only other Christmas movie we covered, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. We had plans this month to do something. We're just going to work it out. You know, we might, we might even do it in July of next year. Fuck it. Christmas well, in July. Christmas in July. <laughs> something. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> who knows? We don't know who what 2021 is going to bring. Who knows what's going to, who knows what's going to, tomorrow brings. Fuck. Edge of tomorrow, man. Oh. The edge of tomorrow. It's not, it's not a Christmas movie, so it's not what's next week. So it's not what's happening next week. Summer vacation. Yeah. Check out Go, though, man. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's a, you know, it's a fun little, you know, if you want something different for Christmas. I know everybody clamors toward Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. You know, there's other things. But um, Go is a movie that is a Christmas movie yeah. and is a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should. By the way, I want to say something. I know we bring up Die Hard and I know we bring up Lethal Weapon. It may sound derogatory when we bring them up. Sometimes we don't mean it. We both no, we not love at all. both movies. We're just choosing not to talk about them because every yeah. What do we have to add not, <laughs> that it hasn't been said? <laughs> you know, really, all of our only thing we end up saying is to the other podcasts is you know we can have our own thoughts, but they're really just going to be us going yeah in agreement with everybody yeah. else. And like we said before, there are worse podcasts to talk about it and there are better podcasts. So yeah. why be mediocre about it? Right. Why be middle of the road? Yeah. So if you want to follow us on social media while you're listening to this episode, you can pop on to Twitter and find me at Corey Culp or the official at Karate Pod. Or if you're a movie fan and you're new to the show, you, we're both on Letterboxd as well. I'm at uh, Corey What's Corey underscore called? Fuck, I think it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I think so. <laughs> you changed it again. While. So there you go. And also we're on Patreon, which is kind of cool. And you can reach us at patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you would like to support the show, if you dig what you hear, cool. If you'd like to follow Freddie, you could follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter, uh, Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram, or at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody Letterbox. C-O-D-Y. So there. Enjoy go, damn it. 
Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Woff. And we're, we're, we're fast forwarding. We're, we're like we're moving we had, out of the we, 80s we had, for a little bit. We had to step out of the 80s for a bit because, you know, we can't hang on nostalgia too long. Like, so we wanted to step into our 20s. We were trying to figure out something to watch that was a good step. And and when when this one came out, it came out at a time where everybody was feeling like they wanted to be the next Quentin Tarantino because oh, of yeah. Pulp Fiction. So a whole nonlinear storytelling, storytelling. And, you know, it, it's also, it's a bit of Rashomon, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, three right. different point of views telling the same story. Right. With this one, while it has a, a nonlinear storytelling, it's not in the way that all the Tarantino Pulp Fiction knockoffs were going off of where it still felt like they just took a, an A to Z story and then they, they just, modified it in the, po- in yeah, the post as yeah. opposed to Instead it of, actually working in the story. Right. Okay. First thing I'm going to say also, uh, it's, 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 it fits into another subgenre of mine that I love Christmas movies that aren't traditionally Christmas movies or Good. are they? <laughs> anyway, we're talking about go, but you know, we're talking about go because you looked at your phone and it said go. Right. That's why you hit play. <laughs> Hopefully it's why you hit play. <laughs> well, you're hearing us. So you did. Or just automatically played. You and you auto played from something else. Ghost in the Machine. We'll talk about that soon too. That, really? Are we really? No. Okay. Never. It's gonna say because I don't recall seeing it ever. Me neither. So there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got filmnesia for that. Are you sure? No, I just never saw it. No, I just don't care. We, don't. We care. won't even listen to the record. All right. Wow. Anyway, so we're talking about Doug Lyman's Go. The thing about Go is it, it doesn't have. It has a, a non-linear storytelling point of view, but really what it is, it's a pseudo-anthology that kind of interweaves between each other as opposed to just being standalone pieces because there's characters that are in every segment, even though we're really seeing a particular person or person's point of view. You right. Know, the, the segments just overlap enough so we can go, okay, that is that person from the other story. Now let's see what happens over here. We kind of meet most of everybody involved in the first section it's just we it just depends on who we follow right in the first piece i mean i think it's weird it's kind of kind of cool i guess the way that we sort of meet the first person we meet is katie holmes right and we don't know what the hell she's talking about or who she's talking to or where she's at or what the fuck's wrong with her she's she's yammering about <laughs> she looks like Christmas she's presents. fucking high on coke yeah she's looks she looks completely loaded and this is this is lovely Cute, 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 Katie this Holmes Dawson's from Dawson's Creek. Creek Katie yeah, Holmes. Totally. This is pre-TC, TCAC. So, so she's she's yammering, and we don't well, we don't know what she's talking about. But she's adorable, and she looks like she just yeah, she's wet. She's, yeah, her hair is yeah. all soaked. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah, nothing. Cut to a supermarket, and we see uh, the lovely Sarah Polly as at the checkout, just checking people out. She looks very unhappy. Super unhappy. Um, also, I, God, I love Sarah Polly, man. I wish she worked more. She did. She she deserved. I mean, the, most of the world only knows her. Barely, maybe you even know her from this. But Sweet Hair After. No, definitely the Dawn and Dead remake. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, yeah, right. That's probably the one that that if you recognized her, that's what you recognize her from. She's turned into a good director too. Her work is really good. Yeah, I wasn't aware of her before. Go. I and she hadn't done. She didn't. Well, she was the Canadian actress though, isn't she? Yeah, and I don't want to sound like a film douche, but I knew Adam McGoyan's movies, so I did know oh. Sweet Hereafter, um, which I'd seen maybe a year before this. Right. But I knew who she was, but 
you know, she was the girl from that movie. But yeah, Go for me is like, I was like, damn. You thing about Go is like you don't recognize most of the people in the movie. Right. It's one of those movies. It's it's, it's awesome to go back and watch it. Right. Now and you'll be like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, True Romance or any of those kind of movies where you see, or Black Hawk Down, any of those movies where you see all these people and you're right. like, holy shit, this is the beginning for that guy. Some of them in the end. The funny thing about Go is the two most recognizable people in the movie are TV actors. Yeah, right. And Scott Ever. Wolf and, uh, and and Katie Holmes. Yeah, right from their respective series. <laughs> because that's that's that party was, of five was that he, Scott Wolf party, right? party of five. He was trying to break away from Party of Five with this one. It, it was a good part for him for sure. But you know, this is a movie full of people. You go, oh yeah, oh yeah, and probably the biggest person out of that now, as far as the most successful persons, probably Tim Oliphant playing. Todd Gaines Tim Oliphant or Fickner maybe well I think Fickner probably has a wider body of work but I think people would recognize or have more familiarity with Tim Oliphant yeah and look at because a lot of people look at Fickner and go oh it's that guy it's that guy he, from uh, Heat he's one of he's from yeah Bill <laughs> Fickner is definitely one of those guys that has the yeah uh, man he has the what do I know that guy from everything he's that generation's Dick Miller he yeah like, dude they, I've I, I've watched randomly just like oh four movies like in the last two weeks and he's in every one of them. He was so fucking fun in this movie. I don't think I really recognize him at this point. You know, I mean, other than Heat, and I don't think I made the connection I'd between only, the two of them at that point. Oh yeah, n- me neither. I mean, the only things I probably had seen him in were Heat and The Underneath, and I didn't Ooh, re- yeah. I didn't know that it was the same dude. I mean, that was back before internet, before you could IMDb and blah 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 blah. Yeah, you know and. <laughs> Hey, well, he's been in 900 movies I love. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I, but I always, I knew his face and I always knew that like when I saw him in a movie, I liked him. Right. Bill plays this part in Go in such a way. It's like, he, I mean, he's, I've read the script. He's supposed to be. You're not really sure what he's up to. <laughs> yeah, but he definitely elevates what was on the page as and made it his own because you're not questioning who this guy is right. in the script so much. Oh, yeah. You're already vibing that he's a cop. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious from the moment you see him. So we see Sarah Polly and she's working at a supermarket, and she's not a happy camper. And no. she's standing there waiting on a woman with a screaming child in her arms while she while the woman's filtering through coupons and food stamps and coupons. food stamps and, yeah. and and she's just being a bitch. You know, they're both just. I mean, Rana's being a bitch. Rana, dude, if is, if you were if you were that woman and somebody was checking your groceries like that, I, dude, I would have checked her shit like in a second. Yeah. <laughs> And she does. She does. There's a bit of checking. You get the the customer saying, you know, I used to have your job. And she snaps back. Yeah. Look where it got you. Right. But that's not what that's not really a very good comeback. But no, it's not. Because we'll move on from that. It's, it's this, basically Ron. I'm going to end up. I'm going to end up. She's looking in a mirror. Exactly. There's your future right. sweetheart. Yeah. She finishes her shift and she walks off and hey, there's Katie Holmes. We just saw her earlier. Right. Oh, she works with her. That's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, well, these two know each other, but we still don't. I, at that point, like the beginning is forgotten to me. Like I'm like, right. we'll find that out later. And you, you know, she's a bigger part of the movie. There's Katie, and then there's another. Hey, there's a new character. Yep. And we find out later on his name's Simon. But Simon says, "Man, my mates are going to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. Road trip. Take my shift." Well, because Rana's look, she's about to get kicked out of her house. Yes, yeah, she, she needs three hundred eighty bucks. She's she's gonna get evicted. And, it's Christmas, and she's already it's you know, like Dickens. Katie, yeah, and Katie, like her, Katie's character, Claire, is like saying. 
do, don't bother her. She's just worked 14 hours straight. Don't be a dick, Simon. And so Simon's a dick because he's a dick. Hey, we already got our dick. Yeah, well, we got a, there's first a dick in dick. every movie. Limey dick. He's Limey the, he's dick. Simon Limey dick. Simon Limey. Oh, I like that. Simon Limey dick. Rolls right off the tongue. It does. Simon Limey dick. So he's like, hey, work my shift. She's like, fuck off. Money up front, so she gives he gets she gets a little bit of upfront money from him. And dude, didn't he give her like 200 bucks? Yeah, like 200 dollars for a shift. Yeah, <laughs> wow, how much do they make at that grocery store? And then she has money, she go work there. Why didn't she just take all the money? Because he yeah, goes, It's totally. only ten dollars for a blowjob, right? She should have just it's an extra 10 bucks. Well, she, if she's so desperate for money that she's risk willing to risk her life the way she does later on, holy cow, she probably could have negotiated in the hand job for 10 bucks. Yeah, Simon I mean, didn't seem too picky. And this is pre-Tantra, Simon, so... Yeah. 30 so seconds done. Like, done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on break. <laughs> Came and went at the same time. So now we've met Simon, we've met Claire, we've met Rana. Uh, Rana storms back in, slaps her apron on and goes back to work, and then, lo and behold, she's checking out, and who in the hell's in line? We got Adam and Zach played by the awesome Scott Wolf and Jay Moore. Yeah, totally. I mean, dude, they're both great in this movie. They, they're hysterical. and I, Best I, work Moore's ever done. You know, Scott's trying to break away from Party of Five and trying to get into features at that time when TV wasn't. Right, it's not you, like you, now. Now it's like people are doing the opposite. People are trying to get on TV. These guys roll up on them, you know, Adam and Zach. And, and looking for that British guy. They're, they just got... You know, a basket full of orange, frozen orange juice. orange juice. I mean, <laughs> like, what yeah, the, what was that? And he goes, we're looking for something to go with this OJ. And she says, oh, aisle four, like donuts or whatever. She, yeah, right. He goes, what more are actually looking for? Euphoric. Something, something more <laughs> euphoric. British guy usually hooks us up. So right now we know it's, they're, they're looking for drugs. And I'm like, oh, okay, drugs. Because Simon's probably, he didn't seem like a very ethical type. no. Didn't seem like that. I mean, he's willing to ask a co-worker for to, sexual favors yeah, for right. money. He keeps holding mistletoe over his joint. Yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> mistletoe. Mistletoe. Uh, yeah, that guy would have got pounded. So yeah, she's just kind of like, hey, you know what, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do. Takes her number and off they go. Later on, we're just hanging out. It's at night. She's over the shift. And there's a character that we saw earlier, um, Manny. Their, their right. other co-worker. And all three of them in the car together. Manny's basically their limo driver. and Just carting him around town. He's got a car. Some beat up old, I want to say it was a Tercel. Yeah, and it's decked out like Christmas. Christ- and it's Christmas the best. <laughs> and he's got the Christmas lights hanging around the windows and everything. And garland. And, and every time I see this movie, I'm thinking, how is he powering those? <laughs> right? I don't even care. No. <laughs> it just, it, it to me, it's one of my favorite things in the movie. You don't really it makes see me it, happy. You don't see it too much until Til later. later. So the plan is that Ron is going to, you know, Ron's going to go buy some ecstasy. She's going to go hit up a drug because dealer. Because Adam and Zach were like, that's what they're looking for. They're working for some ecstasy. Because she buys weed from Simon. Right. So she's going to go, she's just going to cut out the middleman and because Simon's off Simon's to in Vegas. Vegas. He's gone. You know what? Maybe I can gonna, get some financial gain from this and I can help myself yeah. from getting evicted. I'm going to make, I'm going to make my rent. I'm going to make my rent. So she gets buzzed in, goes upstairs, and we meet Tim Oliphant's character, Todd Gaines, the drug dealer. Yeah, and he looks fucking, he's sitting there with no shirt on, he's fucking looking all fucking he's, devious. He's got, he's just wearing like sweatpants. Yeah, and probably and some chick's molesting the shit right. out of him. 
like, oh, are you going? He was like hoping for a threesome. That's yeah. what he was thinking. Yeah. He says to her, what, you know, what can I do for you? Need a favor. Well, I'm looking for, I'm looking for 20 hits of ecstasy. And immediately he gets the, Dude, look, the look on his, his face. face. He's just like, what the f-? stands up, turns up the volume of a stereo and get a little massive attack blasting angel. Leans um, into her. I wish that would have like, I do. That was like the first time I ever heard that, that song too. And then like, it's so great when I watched it again, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the songs in the movie. It cranks up the sound and he gets in her ear. We don't hear what he says to her. And he said, then he sits back on the couch. And he's back he in the house. And fucking... he is just like, he's motioning, he's miming to her, like, turn around. Yeah. And she takes off her shirt and turns around. Oh, he's looking for a wire. Right. Turns the sound down, realizes that she's clean. Explains to her, I'm like, you're asking for 20 hits of ecstasy, which happens to be the magic number of... Intent to sell to trafficking. Intent to sell to trafficking. Right. He goes, I wouldn't fuck you that way, Todd. How would you Ooh. fuck me? Right. Again, something that Narc would say. Yeah. So he gets up and goes and gets the gets a bottle and he brings back and he's like laying him out for her and he goes, This is none of that crunchy herbal rave shit. This right. is pharmaceutical grade. One one hit per one headbanger. Hit per headbanger. Otherwise you'd be frying eggs off him in the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some great lines. I mean, I don't want to poke too many holes in this story, but you know, like well, I don't want to do it yet. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> Because I got some issues with Rana. Dude, you know, Rana's kind of, she's 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 stupid. She's She's, stupid and she's dirty and she's. There's a reason she's being evicted. Yes. She's terrible. She's not, I mean, look, uh, uh, I'll just say it now. We'll get into it later. But uh, uh, pretty much everybody in this movie is unlikable. But I like the movie. (laughs) That's what's funny. This is one of those few times where you see a movie where you're, everybody is unlikable, but you still kind of actually care what happens to them. Absolutely. Which is not a doesn't happen. easy feat to have to, to no, pull no, off. No, 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 no. I, I really like this movie and I'm not shitting on it. I'm just like, like watching it twice in the last couple of days. I really realized there's nobody really sympathetic in this movie. No. And I, I think it might be casting choices as to why Smart you casting. still, yeah, if, yeah. Why you feel um, why, a little bit. You're kind of comfortable with uh, Katie. We know Katie Holmes from Dawson's Creek. Scott Wolf, I'd never watched Party of Five. Yeah, and out of everybody there, Claire's the one that seems to have some kind of, uh, I don't know, she seems to be the one that's the most level-headed, uptight maybe, but she's the least hateable. <laughs> right, well, yeah, I mean, her and Todd Gaines, or Tim Oliphant, if you're not following us that closely, or not that familiar with the movie. Okay, so like, Rana, you know, she gets the drugs, she bails, she gets in the car with Manny, and she... Oh, oh, they have... No, wait, they, they, she doesn't have she enough money. She doesn't have money. They gotta leave Claire and, as and collateral. Because at least Claire's Dude. collateral. So, hey, I need something you're gonna come back for, so they leave Claire. This tells me Rana's a piece of shit, just yeah. for leaving Claire. That's where I was like, I already didn't like you, now I really don't like I you. I really don't like you. Claire gets left behind, they run off to make their deal with Zach and Adam, and Manny's... Like, hey, you know what? Don't forget your hey, drugs. Hey, don't forget the drugs for the drug deal. And off she goes to the front door. Camera stays on Manny, and he's got two of said. And what are you not supposed to do? You're not supposed to take more yeah. than one. Dumbass. And what does Manny. he do? He's got two. <laughs> and he tosses them back while Rana goes into the house. Oh, she pops in there, and there's Adam and Zach. And, and who? Bell 
Figner. Right. Standing real close, drinking a Bud Light. Yes, he's <laughs> obnoxiously close. Partially the way they shot him too. I feel like there's a. I feel like there's a weird lens on that. Like, so like yeah, because he's like it's almost like that weird fisheye kind of yeah, deal. Like you threw like a like a twenty seven on there or something like right. that. Just like to kind of just, just to, to make kinda, him even more just to kind of round the edges out a little bit. Yeah. And they're tight on him. They frame him in such a way that they don't frame any other characters in the movie or they're just super tight on oh, him. Oh, yeah. You, you know, know Lyman shot this, too. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's dude, he does some interesting stuff with the camera in this movie. He, he, that's what a lot of things about Swingers that work, that works in this out-of-the-box kind of, you know, right. co- I mean, compositions that he's using. But that's something else about this movie. The rewatchability of it is... It's high. It's high. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I've always loved the movie... But holy shit, for both of us, I mean, we weren't even, you and I weren't even talking about seeing it, watching it. We only, we usually only watch these movies once leading up to a conversation. But I don't think either of us talked about the fact we both watched it three times. Right. You said to me, I'm like, I'm going to probably watch it again. And I go, yeah, me too. And then, but not knowing, we were, I was thinking the most you watched it twice in the last two weeks <laughs> and we both watched it three times. Right. This week. This week. <laughs> Yeah, but so so Rana and Rana's inside the house now with with Zach and Adam and this new guy Burke that we that's been introduced, and something feels really weird, dude. Is he? I mean, look, I, I, as someone who has been to, I mean, look, I've been, I've scored weed, I've been to, dude. There's something definitely off, and like, and at least Rana is smart enough to be like. Because Burke is fucking putting it on strong, like the whole hey the twenty, I'm just yeah, like he's, he's, and she knows it's bad news. Is she may be young, but she's definitely has been around enough dudes to know or sketchy people to know. This well, is, and Todd Gaines, it also just sort of put that twenty thing in her head. I think right. Otherwise, I think she might have like fucking just fucking gone to jail. Right. And, <laughs> we might have been watching another movie. <laughs> But he says, hey, hey, can I get you a drink? So Burke runs off and goes, oh, my goodness. No, wait, what do you want? What do you want? And he, and he goes, oh, I'll take some OJ. Some of that OJ. Some of that OJ, like like the man would have known. Of course. like And it was test. And in rewatching, I think Ron and was already feeling weird about it. And she asked for something very specifically of a dude that she right. doesn't know. That they should have. Especially if they're taking X and these two clowns just bought. All that frozen All that, orange juice. Right. So he's And he says he left it in the car. What the in the fuck? car. Oh, oh no, no, no. We bought a bunch of left in the car and go get it. And so she senses something's up and she just goes, You got a bathroom? Well, because when Burke's running off to go get to go get the drink, both Zach and Adam Dude, who are talking of in the super supermarket aren't saying shit. They're just right. being super quiet, just kinda of standing there. There's a lot like, of nodding, a lot of Yeah. Uh, but really sets up why Rana feels. Yeah, no, no, dude, that whole thing, it's shot really well. It kind of made me super paranoid. Like, it's one of those things I always like, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. But it's one of those moments, like in Goodfellas, when Henry Hill is fucking coked out of his mind and he's driving the car in the fucking helicopter and he's looking. I remember seeing that and like, that made me uncomfortable. This is a moment where I felt uncomfortable because, especially when I first saw it, because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to Rana. I don't know who, you know, this is weird. And, you know, it's one of those believable moments because of the the way it's shot. Yeah. The lens choices, the compositions, all that weird silence, man. I would say that screenwriter John August and or Doug Lyman have probably done their fair share of dealings oh, or have talked to enough people that have. Doug Lyman has been to plenty of raves. Yeah. I'm just going to say so it. So the... It, I think there were some relatable uh, experiences of why that works so well and knowing... 
I mean, how many movies are we into this for Doug? This is a second feature, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, like we were mentioning earlier, handling all the camera work. He knows how to get emotion out of out of a, an audience member. But they put you right in there, man. You, those super tight shots and that lens choice makes you feel like you're standing right there while the deal's going down. And it's very, even though it's cinematic, you're so tight in there in, in a very television way. But it it works. The tension builds really quick. And so Ronna, Ronna just, she just goes, you know what? Hey, I need a bathroom. Can I get to the bathroom here? Oh yeah, dude. And she doesn't, she doesn't hesitate. Cause like, she's already vibing it. She struggles to pop the lid off that bottle. Dude, and, she and, and, and she just spills them everywhere. They throws them up like confetti. And she's just gathering everything, flushing the toy, trying to get everything in there. And Figner's like climbing up and with those old school. Oh, with the transom know, up above the door. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to look through the transom and it's like, yeah, I mean, all that, like, really sort of adds to that, like... Build, I'm build, I'm glad I build. wasn't high when I saw it the first time. And the, <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> the oh, inter- maybe I was. I the intercutting is so good. Just back and forth between Bill outside the bathroom, him looking through from the inside, yeah. and just her... And and the and weird shot, like, of her trying to find... And the fact that they're not focusing on the pills on the floor, they're still on Rana in that kind of weird shot where you see in the toilet and, you know... Right. It's just interesting the way they're doing it. So we're not like, oh, hey, here's the pills on the ground. Oh, they left one. It's re- it seemed real. And it I does. think that's what really kind of sells it. From what seems like, well, because when they're in the living room, it feels like a practical location. Yep. But in the bathroom, when she's on the ground, oh, yeah. it can't be. There's no way it's practical I, because that I camera would, was set yeah, behind the I toilet. I would say you always have to build a bathroom in a movie anyway because right. they've built many bathrooms because they're not meant to shoot anything in, right. obviously. They're meant right. to shit in yeah i mean i feel like it has to be because the camera is up too high for it to be a real bathroom right and you know that's a little stage build i would bet but yeah i mean it yeah really, when when that camera's back there and she's like digging for everything and oh. you can you can see that one in the back corner that one that she doesn't see oh yeah and i'm like oh my gosh she doesn't see those back there and you think she's done and you just accept the, the editing is fine. She gets out of there. They don't find anything. They let her right. go. She flushes up. I'm a minor. I'm a minor. You gave me beer, you dicks. And they let him go. <laughs> I love that Fickner says, that means step away from the that door. Means, that means step away from the door. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh. And then right away, like if you, were, if you didn't already sense it, if you weren't already buying into that this is a sting operation some kind, of some yeah. kind that whole step away from the door. And oh, dude. He might as well be wearing a uniform and at the, that point. <laughs> and, the, and the twofer is so great on it was the look in Fickner's face. Oh, yeah. It isn't just being called out for being an adult and her being a minor. It's she knows I'm a cop. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. He, the, the jig is up. So off she goes and she gets back in the car of Manny. <laughs> and Manny and, is and he's And he's not even there yet. He's just getting there. <laughs> he's, he's still on the way up. He's like, what are you going to do? Even though he's completely blazed. I mean, he doesn't really give a shit, honestly. No. He's just like, hey, he's just He's just making conversation. <laughs> we have to pick up. Okay, <laughs> right? So, like, you know, what are we going to do? I'm going to take him back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many drug dealers I've ever... I've never met a drug dealer who was on a pay, you know, like a return plan. Right. And probably Todd Gaines isn't that guy. Either. No. Not from what we know about Todd. No. And judging by... Todd's, uh, uh, you know, his demeanor, his demeanor and his look how, look how his apartment looked. He had a nice stereo and everything like that, but he also had boxes of electronics behind him. He might be, he's obviously been taking Dude. Uh, stolen electronics yeah. as payment for, right. for drugs. So he's, he's a drug dealer and he's also willing to take anything. Right. He's like, for that, payment. yeah, 
He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't he, care. But, yeah, and there's two kinds of drugs. When you bring electronic equipment, you get a different grade of drugs from time. Right. So, you know, hey, ooh, dude, this Coke has fucking got too much ether in it. Fuck you. You brought me some, 19, you brought me three VCRs. Wait, hey, what you're gonna next get. time you want something, you want some top shelf stuff, bring me a Kenwood next time. I bring cash. <laughs> that too. Cash works, dicks. Cash. So anyway, back to uh, back so, to Todd's house. No, not yet. No, because wait. because Rana has oh, an right, idea. Right, right. We have to go. Rana's right, got an idea, so they go yes. to the supermarket. This we're all. This is where I get like you dumbass. Yeah. Why didn't she just fuck it? If this was her idea, like why didn't she just buy Cole Messing at the beginning? Right, right, right. And sell it to these two dumbass guys who like anyway. I digress. <laughs> they don't really show it. But this is the store that she works at. Right. And it's a montage. This is a montage moment where we get to see uh, our little buddy Manny, tripping balls. Manny's hallucinating hard that he's having a little samba dance with, with some kind of ma- remix of Macarena. And he's dancing with, in his mind anyway, he's dancing right. with, the, with the checkout girl, woman. Checkout woman who's kind of like, you know, she's a milfy. And while he's doing that, Ron is over there stealing allergy medicine. All of it. And they peace out. So they're sitting in the car and she's just going through it asking in her, now her boy's even more. Now he's blazed. fucking, yeah, he's, he's he goes, about, he's almost peaking. Was it, was it round? Was it square? What, what they, how'd they look? Aspirin? Yeah. <laughs> Oval or round? Was, aspirin? Like, was, like aspirin. <laughs> like, like, like chewable baby aspirin. Yeah, he's high. By the dude. way, you know what? I hope he was high because he was good. Um, so, so she figures out, I'm like, I got, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all this, you know, allergy uh, medicine and I'm going to go back. The best thing she could have done in that situation just is give him the goddamn money back. Give him, you find a hundred bucks another way. Blow somebody. I don't understand. Manny could blow somebody right now. He's, Manny, he's on X. You Manny. could sell Manny for a hundred bucks. <laughs> right back to Todd's house. It's just when Hollywood, dude, right up on Santa Monica, there was no mall there yet. That dirty car wash. They could have sold Manny for a hundred dollars. Yeah. But they didn't. So she, she goes back to Todd's house to, <laughs> to retrieve Claire. Right? Like, hey, we left our friend here. You know, like, like a, here's like, like it's a pawn shop. Like, here's the money. Can oh, I have my guitar totally. back? Right. That's exactly it. <laughs> they make a trade and so out they go. she gives him the money, right? That she was a hundred shy. So she gives him the 200. She gives him the 200. He, before gives, she, he, he keeps 50. Yeah. He goes, goes I'm, gonna, I'm keeping medicine. 50. Yeah, that's okay. That's cool. So off they go. They go off to the, the Mary Xmas rave that Tracy Adam, Lords is that putting Tracy on. Lords is the promoter for. Because. Because that's what she did in the 90s. Because Tracy Lords is, you know. Was a huge promoter yeah. of raves. You know. Eat some ecstasy and come to my rave. <laughs> what? And, and, you know, Tracy Lords was, was, at that point, she her name was back in. Yeah, no, she in, was act, She was doing legit she, was, stuff. she just did, you know, Blade. Yeah, and she was on a TV series. Uh, she was doing Profiler. Was NBC. She, oh, my yeah. gosh, she was on Profiler? She was the Jill. There was Jack, the Jack and Jill killer. She was Jill. Because Jack was always the one that was after what's her yeah, face. Yeah, right? it was the guy from uh, Dennis Christopher from uh, Breaking yeah, Away. That's right. <laughs> right, and they were trying to kill Ali Walker. Dude. Let's not talk about her. Uh, I put a marker on there in case we did. <laughs> okay, good. All right, let's just skip on. Let's just get. Uh, so, off, you know, Rana, Manny, who's completely baked at this point, he is gone. Oh, yeah, he's over. Yeah, he. Egg frying time. To get to the rave and. Barfing. He's, he's, he's close. Yeah. He's on top of the car now, just staring at the stars, smoking a cigarette, and, and Claire and Rana inside the car just talking. 
and Claire always being the Jiminy Cricket of this movie. Rana, what are you going to do about your rent? Right. Rana's like kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's hitting against her hand a box of allergy pills. And she has this idea. I'm like, hey, if I could scam a drug dealer. Right. I'm going to scam some ravers. I'm going to scam some dumb rave kids. So Claire and Rana go off and start scamming kids. And then somebody's van. Yeah, man. They're getting high. Gives them the whole crunchy herbal rave yeah. shit line. Just gives them the pitch. Here, smoke some weed too. A lot of weed. A lot of it, weed. Right, right. Because that helps. Because that helps. But it, I think it does. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think know. it does. It, it helps just, everything, doesn't and it? And you know what helps you feel more drunk too is more beer. Yeah. And whiskey. <laughs> but these it's are, always better. These are dumb, val- yeah, they're, dumb they're, valley dude, kids. Don't go all 818 on me, man. 818. Don't go eight one eight. What a great line! That was my. That was a good one. So anyway, yes. Now these kids are all like, "Is it a wave or is it a?" It's, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Do that whole thing, the interchange in the car. I mean, yes. I've been there with those guys. She's made a lot of money. Seven was seven hundred bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. People are coming up to bucks. her and buying her line. You know, Show me your tits. She's doing, yeah. She's doing the whole like now. She's like you know. She now, took a crash course in gains. Yeah, she's now she's the she's Ronna Gaines now. Ronna Gaines. Now she's got like four, she got $700 in her pocket. Raise the rent parties, dude. Come on. Let me cut back to our boy, Todd Gaines. I, I, Todd decides to, to divvy up, you know, to, he wants to, to put, put the ecstasy he away. Wants to, he, wants to re, <laughs> he wants to restock. <laughs> He's got to restock the, the cupboard with his, with his uh, ecstasy. He dumps the contents of the bottle that, that Ronnie gave him and he looks at it. It looks like fucking contracts. And he looks weird. So he goes and gets the bottle that has all the real stuff in that we saw earlier. Just a quick comparison in his hand. It's not a great close-up. Don't where need it. We don't need it. We see the two. There's two pills in there. Face. And he knows. And look at his face. He's like, "Fuck." He's pissed. Pulls out the 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 flyer card for the rave. I just got fucked, and I'm gonna go get Rana. And boom, off he goes. Yeah, he knows where the rave is. He knows where they'll be. I think he lives pretty close too. He gets there pretty. He quickly. gets there fast. <laughs> he gets there faster. And they're partying. Yeah, and I don't feel like he had to wait in that line. I got a feeling Same he didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I feel he didn't wait in that line either. Yeah, no man. No, like he just pushed his way inside, and suddenly, or, or he just showed. He yeah, showed, yeah. Showed he the flat, chrome. He flashed some chrome, and the reveal on him with Manny yeah, is brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's like oh shit! I seen a lot of people on X, and he's dead on. Like I don't know if he yeah. was method. <laughs> he took just like oh yeah. So Manny is he's looking for Rana in a panic. Oh yeah. And he's losing his he, shit. He finds her, gets in her ear. And Again, she, we don't hear what he we says, but we know so, what he says. The whispering is we don't need it. We know he's there. Right. We know what he's saying to her. And she looks, and there's Todd Gaines kind of like looking around. Like a shark, and dude, just, just and cutting he just through sees the- her. And then we cut back to Rana and Manny, they're gone. They bolted. Yeah, they're out. Todd, we don't see him in pursuit. We just assume he is. Right. And, and then Rana and Manny are trying to work through there and Manny looks like shit. He's Dude, like he's so fucking gone. falling down and, and throwing up. And he's Rana vomit on his face. And Rana, just when you think that somebody couldn't fuck over another person the this way early he did in a movie. Cla- the way he did with Claire by leaving her with some random drug dealer. She ditches right. Manny she behind buries him some, in a pile of garbage. Hides behind some aluminum siding and says, I'll be back for you. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be back. She gets the car and she's rambling and then boom, there's Todd. Yeah. Hey, hey, Rana, how's business? And then she starts all that backpedaling. Oh, no, no, hey, uh, hey. And this is where he gives his fucking speech about and, ethics. And he goes, 
hey, look, I understand. I'm not, it's not like I'm in an ethical industry or anything, but damn, Ron, you fucked me for 20 hits of X. It's such a great exchange. And, and when you get to that point, you were talking about the logic earlier. I'm like, it was a hundred bucks, man. Yeah. You could have found a hundred bucks. Yep. If you were, why would you be willing to go do what you did to begin with? You just escaped, uh, you know, going to jail. Yep. You just escaped all this other shit. What wouldn't have stopped you from going and getting a hundred bucks out of the register? At your Dude, totally. I mean, you stole over a hundred dollars worth of cold medicine. Yeah. Why, anyway. would, why wouldn't you have just done that? I don't like poo-poo in this movie. No, no, I, I'm I not either. It, but it, it goes back to Rana and, and logic don't work. And right. I, and it's not a fault of the movie. It's intentionally to show you that she's not well, a smart person. She's not a smart person. And she's also not really a good person. No. I mean, it's funny because right now, like the whole speech he just gave, he's the moral compass of the movie. Right. Really. I mean, right. he is. Right. And once he, the way he says that, you fucked me over 20 lousy hits. Right. And it was almost like he would have been willing to work out something with Totally. Her. Yeah. You know, I mean, he seems... Half re- hour in the sack. Done. Right. <laughs> you know, homegirl, oh, you're leaving? I mean, obviously, that's how she got her. Right. What do you think she used for currency? Because Ronna gets... When Ronna first gets to his place, he it, the room is just full of payment. Yeah. Ironically, the only cash that you see... Right. Is the cash she pulls out. Exactly. But you got human payment and you got electronics all over the yeah, place. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's clearly some dude that would have worked it out, obviously, because he was willing. He was willing to take Claire as a as collateral because he was going to bang her. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You want to get laid for Christmas? <laughs> anyway. Tell me, Claire. <laughs> Answer the question, Claire. Uh, Breakfast Club. I get it funny. Yeah. I love, by the way, I loved Claire's reaction because I hate that movie. I don't like it. <laughs> yes, I like that. Was It was very funny. And I thought she sold it. She's great in the movie. I, I, there, there was a moment where she made like three really awesome movies. And I was like, fucking thank God. Because I always thought she was adorable. Yeah. And then, you know, it all went out the window for what a was, while. What was the one that she did with? Uh, the Gift. Marsden. Oh, I like The Gift, too. The uh, uh, disturbing, uh, disturbing behavior. behavior. Yeah. I like The Gift. The Sam Raimi thing. <laughs> I like The Gift for different reasons, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm your reasons you, and my reasons. Thank you, Sam. All those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that underwater scene. So now Todd's got her. He flashes some chrome, and now, we, now we're actually, dude. I was like, when I first, I was like, okay, fucking Ron is gonna, he's gonna kill her because, like, he was, he was gonna he, kill he her. He was gonna do it. There gonna, was no like, this was like no time for figuring it out. It's over. You fucked me. Yeah, and you're dead. And when she tells him, I got, I got more money, even more money than I owe you. Not about he's the like, money. He goes, "Oh, you're an entrepreneur now." Yep. He didn't care. Nope. And she goes to run away, and then this car, out of <laughs> nowhere, just just throws her on the hood. Oh man, that was brutal hit it, too. It was. A, it was. A good, the, her just laying there as the car is backing up, and 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 Todd Gaines is looking at. He's just like he's 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 like he's astounded. He's, he's like looking at the driver, like going, "What are you what doing, are you dude?" Do? And he's still got the gun out. He's still and holding he the gun. And he's there. just like the Miata, the yellow Miata pulls forward at a high rate of speed and, and dumps then, her in the ditch, slams on the brakes, and she falls forward down in this little gully. Dude, and that, dude, when the, the way she landed, like, it looked, I mean, it was yeah. gnarly. Yeah, and props to the stunt team on all of that. The the hit and her rolling then downhill. They, then dude, they back up, yeah. they hit something, and they stop again. And he's still just looking. He didn't have to say a word. That was the best part. Yeah. And then they just peel out. <laughs> Gaines is standing there going, what just happened? 
puts his piece away and walks away and going, I guess that's that's that. We're square. Can we see Rana not moving or at least just slowly moving in pain and that's it? I gotta go Tim one. <laughs> Tim one. So now we're in Las Vegas. No, actually, we, 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 we we're on the side of the road somewhere, right? And, and this is what we were talking about before about there this being a post pulp fiction world now and what makes you go a child of pulp fiction it's like a cousin right it's an educated yes it's a well-educated yet quentin tarantino and his pulp fiction spawned a whole bunch of children from it right some of them are illegitimate some of them are very illegitimate some some are legitimate and some actually get some proper schooling and that's kind of what i feel about john august's script i really think that it's yes it's there is a timeline but it still works in a linear fashion other than yeah. clear in the beginning. Go is a movie that could that stands on its own regardless of I mean to me I because I just am of that era and I that's why I would say it was the sort of in the post pulp fiction. But if I was from another planet and I didn't know anything about pulp fiction and I saw Go, I wouldn't you know, I mean Go is entertaining regardless. I like how we start with Claire and now we're starting the second act. The story starts all over again. Right. And we're seeing something familiar. Now we're seeing Rana, Simon, and Claire back in the locker room with the, the back of the grocery store. Back of the grocery store, and we're watching the same scene again. You've seen it, right? And then it cuts to a title card, Simon, and then we go. We're on the side of the road. Trunk opens up, and there's Simon. And we're saying, there's three dudes standing there, and then they look back, and there's Simon in the trunk. Right. We've got uh, Tay Diggs, Breckenmeyer, and and the dude from Independence Day. <laughs> That guy. That guy. Um, what, yeah, why? Well, I, I didn't write down his name because who cares? Yeah, I mean, uh, is it, uh, yeah, Nate, I don't even know who he is. I still can't find him. He's like 19th in the credits. James Duvall. He's behind stringy-haired woman. <laughs> James Duvall. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That just still doesn't mean anything to me. His name's Singe in the movie. Yeah, uh, and he has very little dialogue because he doesn't need any more than he gets. But anyways, yeah, now so there's... It's, the it's, yeah, it's Marcus, Tiny, and Singe. And that's Tay Diggs, Breckenmeyer, and this guy, James Duvall. Obviously, this is Simon's boys he mentioned earlier. The boys. We're going my, to Vegas. My boys. My, my best mates. My mates. My, going to Vegas. My, my best mates. Taking me to Vegas. So he's like, oh, man, you passed out on, on, before we got out of Los Angeles. So we put you in the trunk? Put you in the trunk. Is that like a, no, see, is that a thing like, like the dudes did to each other? Because nobody ever put me in a trunk, and I've no. never put anybody in a trunk. <laughs> Like, hey, we put my buddy in the no trunk. One, no one puts Freddie in the trunk. I would have never gone anywhere with any of these guys, by the way, because I don't like any of them. They're all no, dicks. No, they're all... We learned that about 30 seconds later yeah. when we're in the car with them. They're, they're, they're all terrible I wouldn't people. go anywhere with them. And, and, you know, Simon was clearly on something because he falls out of the trunk and he immediately throws up. Yeah, totally. He Some of that acts. And this is 20 years... $10 of, hits. 20 years of seeing this movie. Lots of repeat viewing. And for the first time ever, even in the three times of watching this last week, when Simon's on the ground vomiting, recovering from the fact he's been in a trunk for, you know, 200 miles. <laughs> he's, right. He, uh, like you would. In the background, you see the dressing room trailers. Oh, yeah, the honey wagons. I, yeah, I know. Dude, when you showed me that picture, I was like, holy shit. I don't know how I didn't see it. I watched it three times this week, and I didn't see it. It's, it's super weird. Anyway, <clears throat> you usually don't notice those things, obviously, but... And we're both... You they and I obviously both, didn't notice it when they shot it. You and I are both programmed <laughs> in a certain way to kind of see it. And then we usually when we see it, okay, oh, pff, whatever. It happens. Right. But... It does happen. There's not a lot they could have done in that situation. But look, dude, clearly nobody else saw it because I've seen, I've seen it at least 
15, 18, 20 times. It didn't take me till three times in the last two weeks. Oh shit, look at that. You know, again, I'm going to say this is, this is the kind of thing when the movie came out, there was no IMDb. No. People didn't write goofs and like, you know, crucify filmmakers for shit like this. It happens all the time. On a movie like this, we're not going to set up and do it again. Because right. I think they, I would bet that's a stolen shot. I don't know why they didn't move left or right. Somehow the camera caught the truck. Big deal. Yeah. They're getting the hop back in the car and they're just driving. And this is where we've really discovered like Simon's best mates are dicks. All of them. They're fucking horrible people. And, I wouldn't get in the car with and them. You realize that Simon is a dick. The, the, who's already, you know, he's the Simon, the limey dick for being the kind of person he is, how he interacts with Rana and doesn't care about her, but he just wants to get out of there. So whatever. He's actually the, the least dicky of the, f- he's the best of the bunch <laughs> for sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, we all had a friend like Simon. I would have avoided the rest of those guys. Yeah. And I get it. I had friends who had like a group of dudes like that who were like periphery. Like I was the friend with the one guy, like I was friends with Simon but sometimes I came around those other dudes, but I didn't hang out with Simon a lot because Simon was kind of borderline dick right. and his friends were all dicks. I had those guys. So I know them, but yes, I would never get in a car with those guys and went to Vegas. Yeah, he's like, there's a certain dilution that comes with any of those four guys being around a bunch of people that are like semi-normal. But when you put them all together, it's just it's just too much. Yeah. So they finally get to Vegas and they're going through some buffet. and Tay Diggs is like, don't eat the shrimp, dickheads. Don't eat the shrimps. And the yeah. two dumbasses are just, you know, they, they don't they shake the tray, shrimp, the sh- shrimp yeah. tray out into their plates. There's some funny moments there, but they're still com- like these guys are terrible people. I felt like they were all from Orange County, <laughs> probably. So the two dudes get so sick because they had their shrimp, so they're up there blowing ass and throwing up or whatever it is that they're probably both. Yeah, I think they're it's coming out both ends. Yeah, holding a trash can while they're on the toilet, shitting it in the <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> so bad. If you've ever been in those situations where you get into a bathtub and you're and you got to come out of both ends, there's no proper way of doing it. Nope. Because if you turn your backside and face the the, the drain, you're gonna get you're gonna puke on your feet, yep. or it's gonna drain down your feet. And the other way, I'm like it's kind of you have to take the lesser of two evils. I'm like I'd rather have vomit going past my feet than shit going past my feet. If you're lucky, you can like uh, sit on the edge of the bathtub and puke into the toilet and shit into the tub that's your best case scenario uh, you know what? in most hotels you could probably pull it off yeah i think so yeah. i mean that's kind of that would be my fucking play if i ate all that shrimp <laughs> oh my gosh dude i've never eaten seafood at any buffet i don't eat seafood as a rule and then just shrimp never I, I, i'm good i'm good with like fish I don't and stuff bugs, like that first of all right well yeah Water bugs or land bugs. Are, those, I mean, that's literally the lowest common denominator seafood you can get. It, they literally are bottom dwellers. Yeah, they grow that shit in ponds. And another thing, too, just a piece of advice. I don't care what restaurant you go to, where you go, buffet or otherwise. Las Vegas is a long way from the ocean. Dude, landlock. <laughs> just I don't need any landlock sushi, stay any away kind from of it. fish, nothing seafood in the desert. It's just bad news. It's a mistake. So, because the homeboys are up there, you know, puking pigs in a blanket. What was that from, by the way? Pigs in a blanket? I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. I forget. <laughs> so, Tay Diggs and, and Simon. Simon, like, peace out. And, we, and, we, so we and Tay Diggs has got this terrible jacket on. He's got this awful jacket. He's downstairs. It's like a hurt Playing guy. blackjack. <laughs> and he's playing blackjack. And Simon says, hey, dude, I need some more money. I figured out this table now. I was paying a $100 table, but... 
nah, I lost all my money. Can you give me some money? He's like, nah, nah, go away. You're giving me a hard time, you know. Your bad luck. You beat it. Your bad luck. Simon wanders off and he comes across a, re- a wedding reception that's going on in the hotel. Yeah. So he high cr- dollar. So he crashes that and gets some shitty Champagne wedding cake. And cake. And, and sees two girls and turns on the Scottish accent that comes out of turns nowhere. Turns it way up, dude. <laughs> yeah. It becomes and, Sean Connery. And, <laughs> or Don Connery. Nine is actually a program. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> He's auditioning for Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he's got these two girls that are, that are drunk off their tails, and and they invite him back to the room. Hey, you want to get high with us? And right, thing, you know, they're, they're charmed by his accent. Yeah. So they're and they're getting high, and then they start having sex. And the one girl, <laughs> she, she the, can't she can't smoke weed because the smoke comes out her nose. Smoke comes out her nose, so she's plugging it up with with tissues. You know, of course. She's lighting up and the tissues catch fire and she freaks out. Oh, and smacks them out of her nose and we we forget about it. Right. And then they're all, there's there's a threesome on the bed. There's a threesome on the bed and then they do this little pan shot and... Simon's like, oh, he's Tantra having, baby. Tantra baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks over it's and... It's a throwback to a conversation that he and uh, Teddy Diggs' character Marcus was having earlier. Suddenly the God darn room's on fire. The Kleenex, that tissue that that girl jammed up her nose that caught on fire for a little bit, it will it reignites the carpet and the drapes, and it goes up like it's been doused with kerosene. Right. Which to me, like, here's the thing: I'm going to say more logic issues, and I'm going to move off because I hate this whole part of the movie. But so she she snots out the rags. Oh, they stomp on him. Okay, they start kissing. Now they're fucking on the bed, and he's like tantra. So you're supposed to believe it was a long time. How long have the Kleenex been out before they reignite? Oh, it's long. It's been a right, while. It's like a half hour. Right. I'm going to call them call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also going to call bullshit because those, you know, flame retardant drapes don't go up like that. But whatever. Let's just get out. I'm going to get over my tangent about the drapes. So the whole, the whole room's engulfed in fire and he bolts. And by the way, we never see the girls again. Nope. They could be back in the room like Well, dude, they fire. were trying to put the room. <laughs> they're both naked trying to put the drapes out. So Simon bolts had the... He bolts out of the room, run down the hallway with his clothes blocking his front and the back end. Gets on the elevator and he gets dressed. Gets downstairs. And he runs into and runs into Marcus, uh, who, who apparently didn't do well on the tables. Not <laughs> as well as he hoped. They both said, "We need to get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here." So they bail. They're outside of the hotel and some all this is long haired dude rolls up on him. This part is uh, Testarossa, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was te- Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah. yeah, he looked like the lead Test- singer from Creed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not a compliment. No, but it's a '90s tie-in. He, you know, he looked more like he looked more like the boyfriend that Christina Applegate had. What's the 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 one dude from Lost Boys? Oh, he looked like Billy Worth. Yes, with with <laughs> with the long straight black hair. Yeah, with the, with this with that uh, Keith Urban haircut. Oh yes, yeah, it's Keith Urban hair. Dude, '98 man, he had Keith Urban hair. Like so. pre-Keith Urban? Pre-Keith Urban. Maybe, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Maybe Keith Urban saw this movie and felt inspired. He saw it over in Australia and was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I like I'm going to do that. I like that. Chicks yeah. like it. <laughs> I'll get an actress. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, another TC throwaway. Oh. oh. Boom. 
<laughs> so, so now they steal his car because he makes he because yeah, it's because he's dressed like the valet. That, that, that jacket's so hideous. Oh, it's just this awful he looks like the mustard yellow. Oh, I work for Hertz. Have we done everything we could do for you? Dick Dick Everall, like oh, dude, right? Like is that like the masters? If it's it's like the it's, it looks like the masters jacket if it was green. If it was mustard, if the, yes. If the masters mustard jacket was yellow. mustard, Marcus yeah. is wearing it. It's awful. So the guy throws him the keys. Keys goes inside and, like, and he goes. Oh yeah, let's go. Right, because now he's here. pissed. He's tired of this shit. He's like, we didn't have a whole lot of problem with Marcus. He seemed to be okay. Marcus seemed all and right. Now he just stole a car. Now, yeah, no, no. So now he's like, you're like, oh, okay. Well, but see, like, again, he's kind of douchey, dude. And like the whole, like, when he's like, but if he's so cool, why is he hanging out with these three fucking guys? To make That's himself, my deal. To make himself feel better. He's already, right. he already walks that line. Yeah. Of being trying to graduate from being a douche, right? Plus, he's a fucking judgmental cunt because he fucking looked at the credit card for Todd Gaines and the drug dealer. Like, and he like, goes, oh, "He's a good guy." And he goes, "The oh, good right, drug dealer, right, the good drug yeah, dealer." Yeah, fuck you, Marcus. Okay, so let's just go on. <laughs> now, they're, where are they going? They're headed to the crazy horse. <laughs> so that's the crazy horse, and to get inside. But before they get in there, Marcus just tells him, "Dude, you can do anything." You can ask for anything. But what's the one thing we don't do? Don't Just order champagne. Don't go to the champagne room. So the kid inside the joint, man. Oh, yeah. You know, there's boobies going on upstairs. They go up to the bar and order some drinks. And these two two assassins. Beat up. Assassins come in. And just kind of like all over them and more whispering that we never hear. I right. love, that's another thing I love about this movie is like, I don't need to hear the whispers. Nope. You know what's being said. Yep. And they pop in the Zoom close-up on Simon because... I want to buy you the most expensive bottle of champagne. And then we see Marcus's face. And like you dick as they're walking back to the room. Yeah, right. So now they walk here again. If Marcus really knows his friend Simon, he would have never said, don't buy the champagne. Because that's, you know, he's just going to do whatever you tell him. He's going to do the opposite. Simon does the opposite. I think I might of... dislike Marcus more than anybody in this movie. <laughs> well, because he's the worst kind of dude. He's Simon, fake. Simon never he's pretends. He's the fakest. To, he right. never Simon pretends. and Todd Gaines. Right. And go back to the, the idiots in the car. Brecken Meyer's character is, is a guy. The worst. By the way, he... He says the N-word in it. Now, Brecken Myers is white. He's white, white, white. Right. And I know he's trying. I know what they're trying to do, but he's not very good at it. Yeah. This he, is, he's like the worst version of it. And maybe that's because he's, they, they want you. He's supposed to be that bad. Right. Because of the whole contact lens story that he fucks up. The, this movie could definitely play now. But, oh, yeah. But him dropping the N-bomb just wouldn't happen. I don't know. I mean, Tarantino, I've, this still happens in Tarantino Yeah, movies. yeah. But I mean, I'm saying Brecken Meyer himself wouldn't do it. You can't. It's it's so cringy when it happens. Like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Well, it's, yes. It, well, forgot but his he, whole performance is cringy. I find everything he says in that car to be cringy. Like, he can't shut up soon enough. Like, the, he doesn't get diarrhea of the mouth and ass fast enough for me in this movie. There was, there was, a, there, I, I like Brecken in most things. This is the one, if he bothers me in this Kate movie. Kate Leopold is all for me. Um, Clueless, I like him in Clueless. I've never seen it. What? No, I've never seen it. You, what were you giving me shit about not seeing before? Oh, Encino Man. Yeah, well, it's kind yeah, of... But dude, that's my Encino Man. Clueless. <laughs> yeah, but dude, there's a good enough... You see Alicia Silverstone's in both of them. Like, we, we tied it back to Blast from Blast the Past. Pa oh, my God. <laughs> wow, how weird. Dude. Okay, so, Breckenmeyer, yes. Uh, he maybe like, maybe yeah, he yeah, regrets yeah. that whole performance. Maybe, but there's one part that always makes me laugh that he does when they're all sitting there when they're eating their buffet together, and he, he two times high fives his buddy, and he leans in, and he leans in, and goes, "I don't have." Yeah, yeah. 
That makes me laugh. It made me laugh too. Again this morning because I was like, that's the one moment. (laughs) So they get back there and some bouncer looking dude says, I need a major credit card and gives them the rundown. Hey, you know what? The girls can touch you. You can't touch the girls. If you do that, I'm going to break your arm. Dude, I love that guy. He's great. (laughs) He's totally, he's totally real. Like, I, I think he's a real, I mean, I don't think he's a real bouncer, but that dude had it down. I really wish they didn't do the insert shot again of Todd Gaines' credit card. We, I know. We already, we already know. know. Yeah, yeah. Because then it, it, it spoils the uh, it spoils it later yeah. for me. I, it was like too big but of a deal. Fortunately, there's something that happens in between us coming back to that yes, later on, lot, and there's lots. enough time that I've already forgotten it by the right. time it comes back around. It's going to the champagne room. The champagne room, and it looks like it, flash dance. Yes, <laughs> someone's got some steady cam. They're walking all around, and, and, and of course, you know. Simon gets warned once because he puts right. his hand on the girl. The best thing about this whole sequence is that both the one girl gets off of Marcus because of his awful clothes and he's kind of a douche. Yeah. And they're both on Simon. Yeah. So Simon has now had four chicks all over him yeah, in and, Vegas. In this situation, the other girls were they were charmed. This is the this is the right. gullible one. Yes. So we're gonna keep rubbing on him because oh, we, yeah. we can we'll He's get got some, the credit card. He's got the credit card. Yeah. He gets warned once about the hands and then he can't help himself. Right. And one of the strippers yells, hands, and here comes the bouncer. Boom. I told you. And he throws down his terms blow pop. Dude, that was my favorite thing is he had that blue, that blue blow pop. And he immediately goes after Marcus. Yeah, and of he course. Goes, no, no, not him. The other one. Bouncer's kicking the shit out of Simon, just beating him up. And Marcus tries to intervene like, oh, you're going to kick my ass in? You and think you kick my ass? And he punches him and <laughs> boom, this gunshot goes off. And blood splatters all over the strippers. <laughs> And you turn back. Simon's pulled the gun that we found in the test row, so we forgot to mention that earlier. That's okay, man. That's it's all right. Minor. Watch the movie. <laughs> you're familiar with it. Or if you're not, you'll see where you're, the gun comes from. You already know where we've gotten to at this point. Look, hey, look, we can't tell you everything that happens. Yeah, you know, there's these four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so like, right, he shoots him, and now there's this weird, again, another weird standoff with weird camera. Yep. And super uncomfortable. And yeah. weird, like, yeah. what is going to happen next? And Simon just goes, I need a way out of here. And Trevor goes, behind you. And out the door they go. And they go run and get in the car and they bolt. Oh, yeah. And then now, 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 now it's kind of, now it's gone crazy. It's gone crazy. This is where it kind of picks Screaming up Screaming down the road. And Simon, again, not not a man full of logic, throws the gun. Out the window. <laughs> out the window. Out the, right. As they're driving. What are you doing, dude? He's like, your fingerprints are all over that. So they yep. back up to go get it. They hit the gun. The next time we see them, they they pull up in a taxi in front of the right because didn't the, the well because the car got lowjacked. The car got lowjacked, yeah. Right, it wouldn't move and wouldn't run anymore, so they right. left the car yeah. somewhere. Right, yeah, right on the side of the road, basically, is right when when right they were where looking they picked for the, up the, the gun. Right now they're running like mad. They're in, they're tearing into the hotel, and they're they're two shitty friends yelling at their friends <laughs> that are still in recovery, still shitting it up. Get all your grab all your shit. Not that shit, just your stuff. You think oh they're done? They're not gonna be able to find them, but. They do. They're able to find him because they left the credit card behind. Right. They used that credit card to check into the hotel, so it didn't take much calling for the crazy horse dudes to find right. where then, the guys were staying. And then staying. who answers the phone? Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. <laughs> he tells them what room he's in. 660 or 4260 or 60, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, without ever saying, who the fuck is this? Yeah. He goes, who was that? Some shit. <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> so they got to get out of there and they're, they're letting them, dude, grab all your shit. Grab what you can. Let's get out of here. They're they're so done because now the dude well, yeah, knocking well, on the door. And there's another dude with him. And yeah, right. He looks to the people and there's a hand over it and it's like, oh shit. But they happen to be in an adjoining room. 
and they're knocking on the door trying to get this annoying kid from earlier to open the door and let them through. And he extorts them. Yeah. You give me money. So a hundred bucks. So they gather a hundred bucks, shove it under the door. They let them through right as the dudes from Crazy Horse bust into the room. Cuts the day. Our anti-heroes, <laughs> our douchebaggers running down the stairs trying to escape. And Brecken on the way is just going... What are we running from? Right. What are we running from? Just shut up and hey, run. by the way, I don't feel good. <laughs> by the way, I'm about to shit my pants. I'm- <laughs> Get to the car, peel out of the parking structure and run into a, a line of cars trying to pay for parking, which is made me laugh because you don't pay for parking, at least at this point. In Las Vegas, why, there, why there's two exit lanes backed up by three or four cars deep? I don't know, but they're stuck there. Somebody's and, on break. Yes, yeah, something. Shit's <laughs> malfunctioning. The arms won't go up. And now the trucks and the these trucks right monster behind. trucks behind him hits the, him, right? Bang, yeah, bang. Oh uh, yeah. They're right they're right. Simon and Simon takes the wheel and, and he's like, fuck it. And he they go out the entry. Right. And then in through the outdoor so In through speak. the outdoor. Yeah, man. It's like a Zeppelin record. Boom. Right into the street. Right, right and in. dude, the greatest use of Magic Carpet Ride yes. ever. It literally the second as soon as it gets air off that it off that it breaks right into Magic Car yeah. Ride and it makes the rest of this chase enjoyable. And we get a real chase. We get a car chase in a movie. You don't think you're gonna get a car chase in Vegas? In Vegas this, again. This, this is, is where the, some of the money this went. This is where the money went. Dude, you, it, to, to block up all these roads and it's a long chase. Oh, and it, it is and too. It's, and there's some big hits in it. There is, and of course, somebody that's been to Las Vegas a lot and somebody who's been into car accidents. Yes. There's lots of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, oh, Mike, where the fuck is that? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's cut together pretty well, right? You and I know because we live here and we've been to Las Vegas and you're like, oh, that's nowhere. It looks nothing like Las Vegas. Those aren't even the the type of street signs you see in Las Vegas. They're not even the right color. (laughs) The car chase ends with the crazy horse dudes rolling their car and the pursuit ends because they can't continue. Right. Cut back to the douchers and they're all happy. Like, oh my gosh, we escaped. We're <laughs> talking about plans of going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Simon and his brilliant Simon. plans. Simon's really big on... Uh, Simon's not very smart either. No, no. Simon Simon lives off of television and movies. Yeah. No, I was going to say Simon's seen a lot of movies. Which is why he makes so many references to television. Yeah. While he's on the elevator swooning those girls. Right. We cut back to our crazy horse dudes. The old Payphone. man. The old man... Is he on a payphone or he's got a, one of those bricks? Uh, he's he got a big he, yeah. Because that's how they, that's how they track them down when they're driving in the truck. They called right after Breckenmire right. gets off the phone. They show. Oh yeah, he's on. So yeah, he's got a, he's phone. got an old school cell phone. Yeah, he's got the the suitcase. The, yeah, the brick carrying the. <laughs> so they know where they're going, and that's the end of that story. Right, they're and, off to. And yeah. we spent more time talking about it than the segment actually is. No, maybe not. I think we got through that pretty quick, pretty painless. Because that segment, <laughs> that thing seems to drag on, and this is the shortest piece. But it's, when I watched it, it's really there to provide the buffer for what's next. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, you know, boom. So now we're back in Los we're, Angeles, and we're restarting the story again. This time, we're restarting it from Adam and Zach's point of view. This right. is Jay Moore and Scott Wolf. Oh, yeah, because so, don't yeah. we start so with... We, the, start, we started at a police station. Right. And we start in, a bathroom, in the bathroom at a police station. And we see Burke and we see Jay Moore and we see some other guy and Scott Wolf and they're wiring him up. Right. I'm like, oh, man, these guys are working with the cops. It wasn't... They, it was a sting. It was a sting. Yes. It's crazy. I'm like... I mean, we knew it was, but now we're seeing... We're getting some backstory. Right. Cut to the inside the supermarket. There's Adam and Zach looking around. Hey, Simon's not here. 
What do we do? What do we do? Let's let's just to pick. Right, pick, we're they, actors. They, they pick Ron. They pick, pick Rana's and staying at her line because the other people. She looks like she would she sell them like drugs. She, she looks like able, she might be on drugs. Might be allowed some for her. Yeah. Again, quick cuts, and we're we're in the house that Rana shows up in earlier when we see Adam and Zach and this guy Burke, who we now know is a cop. Right, and we now know in the bag surveillance room. I mean, he's we. This is this is was this was a big deal. Right. Well, it's because these guys are actors, so they figured that, you know, so, they busted these guys with so, weed right. or whatever they busted them with. Right. So, Rana was onto something, but what we don't see in her version of the story, what we now see is Jay Moore's character leans into her as he's going to show her where the bathroom is. Right. But now we see the reverse, and we see her point of view, and he mouths the words, go. Right. The title oh, of the movie. Oh, my gosh. I just realized that. Finally. I love it when they say the title of the movie in the movie. <laughs> but again, it's because this movie's brilliant and we don't have to hear it. We don't even hear it. We just see him mouth it. He basically just confirms what she needs to know, which is why she's so adamant to flush. Well, she starts to freak out a little bit when she gets into the bathroom because he's just told her. Right. Like all of her suspicions are confirmed right, right. there. Again, more quick of cuts of the previous version of the story and out the door Rana goes and we're standing there with left with Burke, Sack, and Adam. Yep. You know, what are you going to do now? You said we would help you, and uh, are we good now? Are we good now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but. Yeah. Burke, you know, he's pissed. He He's almost positive that Zach helped. Right. You know, helped her out. He well, because it cuts to that him throwing the cuffs on him. Yeah, he throws right? the cuffs on him. He always do wrong on television movies. Like but this when we first like see this. it, we think that he's arresting him because he saw it. That's, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's a good sell. It's a great sell. And that's just why they always do it wrong in movies. This is the problem with it. Blah, 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 blah. He starts feeling his abs again. We're getting that weird conversation. We've already had a bunch of weird Weird conversations in the where, car. In the car while they're while they were, um, wiring up Wolf. Scott Wolf's character. And he goes, you work out? It's in the contract. We have to work out. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you got a nice body. And he goes, whoa, look at his abs. You wash clothes on him, laundry on him. <laughs> He's already kind of, I'm like, he, they're... The, the whole all these all the scenes with Burker, you know, are, are leading you down the path of this guy. He's got a hot. He's got a hots for one or both the dudes, right? Or yeah, he's just in for whatever. He's just, there's something weird going on with Burke. Yeah. So when he's handcuffing Jay Moore, he's kind of feeling, oh, you got like washboard abs. And as that's happening, in comes his partner, and he looks at him with a with a look on his face, like, what are you doing? And but also a look on his face that also says, not only what are you doing, says again, right. Like, it's, oh, man. what are you doing, this guy? Right. Like, oh, man. And you're like, on. and it's game. We're selling it even more. Burke's got the hots for these dudes. And then the, the partner leaves. And then. He invites him for Christmas dinner. Like, he makes this half weird pitch. Like, my wife made this big meal. And, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, but we both, you guys come over and I'll sign the paper. Yeah. So it's now it's like blackmail. You just come over. Yeah, sure. We can do that. It's creepy. Yeah. But they don't really have a choice because it's like, well. What if we say no? We cut to Zach and Adam at the grocery store looking for wine because they're going to have dinner they're, with Burke right. and the wife. They're the having, wife. So they're Zach and Adam having a conversation about the girlfriend cheating. And yeah, you know, my girlfriend's cheating too. And they started talking about- Maybe I should look for socks. Maybe I should, you know. So now, and there's some, it's also the way that they're, the, the tone the tone and sort of the inflection on girlfriend and socks. And like, we're like, what? what? Now we're like- And they're both so intimately reactive. For guys who just work together on a TV show. Right. Like actors, like, 
you know, we're like, what the like, fuck? Well, you're hearing these conversations, then both sharing this stuff back and forth. I'm like going, well, you seem like dudes that would probably be, you know, hanging out enough. These seems like conversations you would have already had. Yeah, totally. You would know all about this. This is right? weird. Did we see Katie Holmes at this point? Like they walked past Katie Holmes. Yeah. And she says, oh, gay guys are so hot. Yeah. Right. So like now it's like, oh, oh, Oh. now does Burke realize? See, now my question is, it's even funnier. Does Burke realize that Burke never knows? He's clueless that they're gay. No. He doesn't know. But we think that like, but it's, which makes it even creepier. Right. Like, what is he? And now he's leading him to his house. Is there really a wife or is he going to, they're going to show up and he's going to be a fucking, you know, he's right. got ball gags and fucking leather masks and he's going to show up in a corset with a fucking whip sticking it out of his ass. I and mean, it's just, what, what is going on? Or are you, are we, are we going to have, are we really going to cross over into Pulp Fiction land? Here? No, no, totally. Are we going to have a good moment? Yes. Zach goes, you know, in the bathroom to kind of wash up and he comes out and there's Burke, Bill Figner. Buck ass naked, <laughs> right. just sitting there, and he's like, "Whoa!" She he goes, "Hey, hey, hey!" And he goes, "Hey, uh, smell this." <laughs> and he right. hands him his wrist. He goes, smell that. He goes, "What is that?" And he's like, it "Smells like CK one, right?" But it's not. No, it's not. Here, and he puts them on him. <laughs> and he's, I love him trying to and wipe it off. And and it's he's like, like he's trying to wipe. He's trying to wipe it, wipe it off on the bed, and he goes. He was he's, soft, huh? He's soft, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, have a seat on the bed. He's like, no. And Starts he, talking about the thread count of whatever that... pushes him on the bed. Dude, pushes him hard, and then he bounces down and, next and to him goes, naked. And he goes, feel that, right? Individually. I could, do, a, I, I could do aerobics over here on this side. And you wouldn't <laughs> feel it. Zach, would you say you're open to new experiences? Right? And you're like, oh, shit. This is the pinnacle of Burke. Oh, yeah, he's there. He's sitting on him. And we already now we know these guys are gay. Maybe he right? does, too. Oh, my God. Then we cut to the kitchen. Then we cut to the kitchen. Scott Wolf opens the kitchen door. Oh, my gosh. There is a woman. Right? There is a wife. He's not Buffalo Bill. Right. Right. Exactly. He's not going to skin these guys after he has his way with them. Or is he? Or, or is who, he? Well, <laughs> what is, is she he? cooking? Maybe that's the new experience that he's talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Adam and Irene are having a conversation in the kitchen and she's like, and she's getting super flirty. Super right? Really and, like, and then, and then do me flirty. Right. <laughs> like Dude. even worse than him. Like right. there's no, his is kind of weirdly dysfunctionally subtle. Hers is just like, yeah, you want to do me and, right here. And she's just talking about on screen kisses with, with girls and everything like Tongue that. And, and they finally have their kiss and, you know, while they're trying to eat mashed potatoes. Right. Off, I mean, of whip, off the whippers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like that whole, like her licking it. I mean, it, dude, it's like, it's like, whoa, what is going to, what? And she's definitely barking up the wrong tree. Right. So we're sitting down at the table and we're having dinner. Now the proposition, new experiences that you've been pitched the whole time, you're thinking, oh my gosh, they want to have a four-way. Right. And like going, all right, so it's these guys aren't into this. They just want them to sign the paper and then the yeah. and have the those charges go away. They don't care about all this stuff. No, man. They're sitting there enjoying their meal and they get to the end of it and say, We gotta go. Adam's not feeling well. I'm not. It's true. Anyway, they're they're gonna bail. It's already getting weird for dinner and you know, they need to leave. And well he's pitching his products, so he's pitching he goes, like he goes, What do you think of this roast? Great. Yeah, oh, this right. ham, huh? And he goes, and he does this whole thing, and he goes, it's "Well, you know, my wife and I have you. We we advise you here tonight under ulterior motives, right?" And so you, and think. he goes, "Everything you've eaten here tonight, where'd you, you know, everything around here, what do you, where'd you say you got this from?" And they 
both Zach and Adam kind of look at each other like, why is he asking me this question? Weirdo. And they both kind of like Sears, JC Penny. Right, pennies, dude. It made me and laugh. They both, said pennies. And both Irene and Brooke look at each other with a smile on their face, like so proud, like going, they get it. This is perfect. And Brooke says, they're all from Confederated products. Right. Everything from this to this to this to this to that cologne you liked so much earlier. And of course, Adam throws Zach a look like, what, you scumbag, again? He goes, so, so Burke and Eileen, they, they, they pitch this whole multi-level marketing company that they have, that, that they're involved in, just just like you're going, what? And then right when, you, when you're going, what? Zach goes, wait. You want us to? You want us to sell Amway? Amway? <laughs> right? No, it's Confederated product. It's a, it's a, it's a it's different a company, a different quality of product. Right, and that's it. They just hang on that. And cut to the outside, two of them walking out with a pamphlet. <laughs> it looked for a while there that when it was going to be some escapades going on in the bedroom, that they were willing to do that to get these charges dropped. Totally. And, and, it, and it turns out... It might like, have been better. It might have been better to stay <laughs> and left it in the bedroom. Yeah. So they come out and, Jade and you know, Zach's character says... After that, I need to do something really vile, really dirty. Right. They go to they go to a liquor store to go get some booze. And that's where realizing, oh, you guys are a couple. Right. And then I cheated on you, and you cheated on me, and and they're both desperate to tell each other what the other one, right. the other one cheated with. And it turns out they cheated with the same dude. Right. The makeup guy, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy for makeup. Jimmy from makeup. I love how they both say something a different way of saying it. One says Jimmy, and then one says Jimmy from makeup. Right. So now they're pissed. So they're pissed. So they show up at Jimmy's apartment. There's Melissa McCarthy. Right. They knock on the door and bang. Who opened this? Melissa McCarthy. It's Melissa McCarthy. 20 years ago. And then she's like, and she's super excited. She can't believe it. Giggly. That both of those dudes are staying there because she says to them, oh my gosh, do you, you, do you know how many times like you? Yeah, yeah. right. You guys, you guys literally minutes. So she, she's, she's giggling because she knew Jimmy was banging them both. Yeah. Playing them. So she runs off and gets him the flyer for her. Here's where Jimmy is. He's Mary at Mary Xmas. And then the rave music pulls up and boom, they're at the rave. And for one moment, we see Claire to connect the fact that these two dudes are at the rave the same at the rave same time. As, the, as everybody else. As everybody else we've seen earlier in the story. Now it's all coming together. We see some long-haired dude standing next to Claire. We don't know who it is, but... It's Billy Worth from Jay. Lost Boys. <laughs> He's back. Jay Moore posts him, gives him a smooch on the lips. And then Scott Wolf comes up from behind Jimmy and pulls his hair back and turns around, looks at him, and with a big smile on his face and a smile wiped away instantly. Oh, yeah, asshole. And out come, come the scissors and they start snip, cutting snip. his hair. Cut to them outside in the parking lot. Giggling. And they get in the car and they're like laughing about everybody. <laughs> Jimmy. And they're, they're leaving the parking lot and. How do I get out of here? Like, I'll just turn a corner. Boom. Bang. Just what hit somebody and they both scream like girls. Right. Now we're inside the car, so Jay, we don't know what the car looks like. Jay Moore's scream is so oh, dude, great. It's perfect. It's great. Yeah. And then you're like, shit. Wait, wait. And now outside, now we're seeing, now, the, now out we, the window. We look out the window, there's Todd, Todd Gaines. Gaines. With his gun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Rana on yeah. the hood of this car. So now these dudes are the guys in the yellow Miata. Right. They're, they're freaking out. They we, we know what they're gonna do. Speed it forward, hand the brakes. We watch Rana roll off the hood, down into the gully, and they peace out. Boom, gone. Next time we see them at a gas station, fucking freaking out. He, you know, 
uh, Adam goes to the inside to use the restroom and Zach's trying to peel off globs of chunks of hair. And pull Rana off the hood. What's left of <laughs> What's Rana. Left to Rana. While Adam's inside, he realizes, oh my God, I'm still wired. Goes in, goes outside, does, just holds it up and Zach grabs it, throws it. Uh, again, more logic poking holes. First, first of all, actors used to be wired all the time anyway. Right. I mean, don't you don't you think as an actor, at one time or another, they probably left with their fucking mic on? I mean, the, the range on those things. Right. That's the first thing. But I guess, I mean, I guess they're playing it as the actors are stupid. <laughs> well, I think there's a little more of a... Right. They're also panicked because they just killed somebody. Right. I get it. Yeah, they've had a really fucked up night. They were propositioned by a creepy cop and his creepy wife. Um, they're, you know, they were looking at federal time. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So fuck it. I, I go with it. So they, they're worried about it. So we, they go back to check on Rana, you know, cause they're like done, you know, they, yeah. they figure they've killed somebody. Their, their deductions come all the way down to the most extreme thing. We killed her because we didn't see if she was still alive, but the dude with the gun was going to kill her. And that, and that's, that's kind of the rationale that they're kind of going with, but he goes, yeah, okay. but what if he didn't? Again, it leads me to my thing. Nobody in this movie is a nice person. No. Because these guys were the closest we thought. They were a little fucked up. Yeah. But he, you know, he did tip Ron off. And this it. But now all they're worried about is going back to get the body. <laughs> they pull her up from the gully and they realize that she's not dead and she's just unconscious. They don't know what to do with her. So they prop her up on a car, setting off the alarm, and they bolted. And that's the end of the Adam and Zach portion of Go. Yeah. They Adam and Zach. And the next thing you see from that scene is what? You see Claire walking down the street. Right. Because. Walking across the freeway. Right. Well, no, I think she's just on overpass. Right, I mean, it? she's in the overpass. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but, yeah I mean, yeah. that's like, isn't she walking across? Isn't that, isn't that the 101 going down there? Or maybe it's just somewhere. I feel like she's downtown somewhere. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because I feel that's where the rave must have been. Yeah. Somewhere in that warehouse district that doesn't exist anymore. And Claire walks into this restaurant. She, we're watching her scan the room and she sees somebody familiar and so she goes and sits down in the booth and it's Todd Gaines. Drug dealer Todd Gaines. It's Todd Gaines. And you cut back to Claire sitting in the booth and like, oh, this is the thing from the beginning. Right. And so she starts having a conversation with him. Like they're old pals. Just like they've been buddies forever. And dude, the way he's looking at her is fucking he's awesome. He's just like looking at her like, what, what are you on? And it, she just, you're going to buy me breakfast. Just rattle. <laughs> <laughs> blueberry pancake, whatever the hell she orders. Right? And, and he's just trying to read the comics. Todd shares his two cents about what he thinks of the family circus. And it's true. It is true. Family circus sucks. I've always, I, I think. Always every, hated it. I think everybody in the movie theater when it happened, like. Dude, I think people Gosh, cheered. Yes. I think there was like a collective like, yes. Family circle. This family circle is just waiting there to suck. Yeah, just waiting there to suck and ruin everything you've just seen. They're obviously getting along now. Right. There's chemistry. There's something yeah. going on. They spent a little time right. together. Right. And now she's kind of high on dexatrim and ginseng. Yeah. She's up there in something. She's she's excitable. Yeah. yeah. Also, talk. there's a little danger thing. We, yeah. This is where we learn a little thing about Claire. Like, he's dangerous. There's something going on. She's had a weird night. Right. Bizarre night. They cut, we cut to Todd and Claire making out hard. Dude on, on the stairs. Just going for it. Dude, they're just going. And, and suddenly then, Todd's cat. <laughs> Todd's cat goes running down the stairs like, how'd you get out? But he's not speaking to anybody. No telepathy this time. And look up and it's the older dude. Right. The from de- crazy the horse not from Dennis Farina guy. The, the not Dennis Farina. It's what 
Oh, that's right. They think Todd Gaines is Todd Gaines. Right. Credit they card. Think the credit card guy. He's the guy that grabbed on girls at the strip club. I was trying to figure out who that guy is. The not, uh, not, uh, not Dennis Farina. Yeah. J.E. Freeman. Never heard of him. Yeah. I think sure he wrote that a, down. Sure he's in a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. He's an alien resurrection. <laughs> Miller's Crossing. Uh, see. Wild at Heart and Patriot Games. We're going to get shit for not mentioning that. That's okay. We just mentioned it. Okay. It's okay, man. He's like a minor character. To uh, me, I to me, all I kept saying is he's not Dennis Farina. That's all I kept thinking in my head. <laughs> I kept thinking, oh yeah, this guy saw Midnight Run and he's kind of doing that guy. He's trying to do it. He's kind of doing Dennis Farina from Midnight Run. Right. And yeah, well, I mean, I don't give a shit what movies he was in. I he wasn't memorable in this movie no. to me, other than the fact that he wasn't Dennis Farina. Yeah. How about that? That's fair. He's got the Todd apartment. He and- didn't suck. But no, he didn't suck. Nobody really sucks in the no, movie. No, everybody's good in the movie. Yeah, you know, relatively speaking. I mean, you're, you know, Simon's friends are supposed to be idiots. So, yeah, no, they're great at it. So they're really good at yeah, playing idiots. For sure. So and we're, in Todd's, we're in Todd's apartment, and there's the two dudes from Crazy Horse and Claire and Todd, and like, in comes walks Simon. Well, he's, he's drawing a map to Simon's house, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, so yeah, go around. No, there's construction on La Brea, so take, you know, he's yeah. giving them the easiest route. And Claire just finally, the whatever euphoria and, and love that that Claire and is gone. Was, was is just gone. Like you, you, you asshole. What do you? Right. Oh, that's right. You're, you? you're a drug dealer. Right. Hey, well, there you go. He's a drug dealer. We we know this about him. He and is I, who he is. And that's where, as he's doing this, and comes Simon. Simon was walking into Todd's apartment. Make it super easy for him now. And yeah. he's like, and he sees him, sees the two dudes, and it's like, oh shit. Right. But he doesn't even really try to run. He doesn't try to run. He faces the music. And you know what? Nobody wants to kill anybody at this point, but somebody wants some somebody Payback. wants to get even. Right. So they decide they're gonna square it up. It's just you you have to shoot him. So Simon agrees for the younger of the two dudes from, from Crazy Horse to shoot him in the arm. Right. He's like, God, I don't mind. I yeah. don't mind. Do it. Shoot me in the fleshy part. Yeah, right there. And Let's 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 talk about this for a second though too. And being somebody that's used weapons, he shot that other dude in the arm, which is what they're gonna try to shoot him now, from about eight feet away yep. with a nine millimeter. Yep. And now he's gonna shoot with him a 38. with a thirty-eight. No, it wasn't a thirty-eight. <laughs> what, it was a forty-four. Was it? Dude. Oh, I thought it was like a snub no, nose thirty-eight. No. Remember how big that dude was? That, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he's and he's got the. It's got the barrel like right on his skin. And also that dude was also a little bit bigger and burly and had a little bit more, uh, there was a little bit more to yeah. shoot. And, and Simon is, is, Simon's a very slight fellow. <laughs> He's very yeah. lithe. Well, from where they were going to shoot him, yeah. he would have, they would have broke bones. Oh yeah. They would have broke bones. And, and he, but. Maybe they did. Doesn't matter. I'm all right. Because he can't do it. <laughs> he can't do it. Just and and Todd is getting his eyes are getting bigger because he's excited. He wants and to so see this Katie happen. And so is Katie Holmes a little bit, a little bit. But then she kind of looks at them both, like, like uh, oh, you and know then what? She gets up and, and bails. Then, and she bails. She pans out. Yeah. And then as she's walking down the stairs, here pop. I'm okay. Right. It's such a dis. <laughs> it's a. It, I don't want to say it's one of those watch all moments or anything like that. I don't know what what August was trying to say there. If he was trying to say anything other than. All right, well, you know, there's just I'm just trying to close the story out and he closes out in a funny way. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's it's very much like, you know, it's very much like in, in pulp fiction when they shoot Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> in the back of the car. 
Uh, so Ron, Ron is in the hospital recovering. She just gets out of there and hobbles into work. Right. And then Claire sees her and says, Claire's like, where's Manny? And then Ron realizes, oh my gosh, Manny is still hidden behind maybe barrels and aluminum <laughs> siding at that rave. So they go back there, look for him and they find him. Thank God there's Manny. They got him. He's right? safe. Wait, but let me question. How did they get back out there? They didn't have Manny's car. Cause Ron got taken to the hospital by an ambulance. Claire walked home. So how did they get back out to the rave? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Movie, movie rave. <laughs> Movie magic. Anyway, I don't mean to poke holes in anything, but Jesus. So what's funny about this movie is even though Ron gets hit by the car and his goes to the hospital and all that stuff, she's got a way of paying her bills. Yeah. Know, because she still has the money from all the all the baby aspirin she sold. And she probably still has some baby aspirin left to sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, she didn't yeah, sell out, she, did she? No. She took a lot. She's all super excited, and she's got some. She got, she got another month's rent. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna be good. And so, what does Manny say? What are we doing for New Year's? Right? Can't wait. And that's it. And that's it. That's go. That's go. Right? I mean, I I love the movie. I still love the movie. I, I mean, it's funny because I don't know that I always thought that they, it didn't really dawn on me that everybody's kind of an asshole in the movie. Right. Until now, like I guess that's what I, happens when I you think when you get a little older, right? And I guess it's exactly it. I think thirty-year-old me that saw the movie yeah. is not the same as the forty-nine-year-old me that saw the movie again, right? Me but, neither. But even back then, even when I got the movie on DVD, I didn't see the movies as much as I have in the last two weeks. No, man, I think I watched it more this week and more paid more attention to it than I ever have, in, except for maybe when I saw it in the theater. But even then, I was in. I was like. Just sort of going with fun and enjoying right. the movie. I don't think I, I mean, like now I was kind of critically examining, making notes, and so we could talk about it. Uh, you know, and then just things that sort of come up as you watch it. You're like, man, that, that guy isn't cool, man. I mean, right? I liked Tay Diggs' character. Like when I saw originally, I think I just kind of liked everybody. I didn't really like think about like who's a dick, why this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, man, I don't really like any of them. I guess that maybe the two are Claire and Todd Gaines and maybe even Simon because Simon is, we know from the beginning what Simon is. Simon doesn't ever have a moment where we're like, where he does something. Where Simon does something that's not Simon-like. Right. He doesn't, he's true to his character and he doesn't, there's no like, oh, hey, like, you know, he doesn't learn a lesson. He doesn't. No. Even getting shot in the arm. He's like, I'm all right. I mean, he's probably not a better person. The right. next time we see Simon, because Simon, Simon's Simon's a dude that's willing to give two hundred dollars, give up a a, a a shift at his job to go party, to go spend more money. Yeah, he didn't care. He gave up. He's a junior drug dealer. Five hundred dollars to go party somewhere. Right, like he's another fish in the chain. Like he's the guy who probably would have sold out Todd Gaines because he would have brought Maybe. the ecstasy, and he probably he's not smart enough, probably, or although he. He's probably the kind of guy that would have walked into that house and been like, "Fuck you guys." Well, or he would have told I, those guys I, to fuck off in the line. I think. He, I think if he would have been asking about twenty hits of ecstasy, he would have known. Yeah, because he's already he's savvy. He's already yeah. selling to everybody else. Like right. He knows. Yeah. Right. So. So and, and this is also nineteen. Is it ninety eight? It came out ninety nine. So. So, and I, I don't know why I always say ninety eight. I know it's ninety nine. Probably shot I, at ninety eight. Yeah. But I was I always talk about how 1999 had a big 
a big year of really good movies. Oh yeah. So I never, I always forget that this is the same year. So I was thinking about kicks of the week for this one. And I didn't, I think my this. kicks of the week are going to involve Dexatrim. <laughs> you can buy that on eBay now and sell that anymore. I can, they don't sell Dexatrim. I don't think so. Oh, they, no, I think they sucked all the ephedra out of it and you can buy it. Well, what's the point? Of I know it, I'm saying it. There is no point to buy it. It has to be completely ineffective. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look, there's, you can go buy stuff at the gas station where you buy CBD gummies and get better. <laughs> Kicks of the week, dude. I don't know, man. I gotta think about. It. Why don't you go first? Because I can't. Oof, think. My kicks of the week. Um, what my my kicks of the week this week are? If you live in Southern California, get out and see the poppies. Oh, it's poppy festival. Poppy festival. Get out and see the poppies. <laughs> you do. Just don't trample the fucking things. You know, this is. I don't know, man. I always feel like when you pull up something local, I got to find another way of... I know, man. I mean, like, I know, I, I, but I'm here. So it's like, I know everybody can't enjoy the poppies. And, but, you know, you could Google them. And by the time this episode comes out, it's lo- it won't be poppy to, season. You're going to have to plan for poppy season. <laughs> yeah, you can do it next spring. It's, uh, you know, spring break, 2020. Get your poppies. Um, you know what? Um I, I, you know, somewhere around hey, the there. poppies might be a lot, been a lot of rain this, but it's been a wet winter. Well, do you, by the way, did you know that Doug Lyman's got that, got the sequel for Edge of Tomorrow going? It's yeah. It's in 2021. I had no idea. Oh yeah. I saw the, uh, I saw it a while back cause I was trying to explain to somebody, um, that hadn't seen Edge of Tomorrow. Who? No, here's the thing. They hadn't seen Edge of Tomorrow. They knew the movie as Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, and I'm like, no, it's not called Live Tire Feast. Dude, it's called Edge of Tomorrow. I've never seen such a dumb. I mean, this bad campaign. Like when I, I remember when I bought the Blu-ray, it says Live Die Repeat on the Blu-ray. Right. Like, like you would. That's, none, I guess that's how you would think it was the title. The worst part was when you were trying to pre-order on Amazon. It didn't. You couldn't. You search for Edge of Tomorrow. It really? wouldn't come up. You had to put Live Die Repeat. Oh man. And I think the re, and I think the new one's supposed to be Live Die Repeat again. Two? No, see, I don't know, man. I because I, I saw it in the theater opening weekend. Yeah. It was Edge of Tomorrow. And that you know, I mean, what? That's what it was called, right? So what's? I mean, I don't get the whole live die repeat thing. And then when you and you said it said live die repeat on the poster on the one sheet, that's what it said. And you you know what? That you weren't the way it's positioned. It's not calling it that. It's just no. the tagline for it. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Is the tagline. I but. I still think that they shouldn't even put that on there, because you know once you realize like oh. This is he's, this he's living a, a live action video game. This is a video game, right? He's having it. He's dying over. He's got to reset and redo the level. That's it. They didn't. It didn't do as well as it should have. It did well enough, and it did really well when it hit home video. It's one of the, it's one of the last few movies in this streaming era where a movie still found a home, a strong enough performance at home between DVD and and like HBO or whatever. To have them go just make a sequel. And by the time a sequel comes out, 2021, I mean, how, what would we like, five years? Seven years. Seven years. It came out in 2014. There you go. Dude, that movie's so fun. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and it's such a. Oh, it only made $369 million worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, but I think domestically <laughs> it probably didn't do the numbers it should have. Yeah, I'm sure it probably. Oh, $178 million. Yeah, Ooh. but you know. Yeah. P&A. Yeah, that, no, no, that's like probably another. Yeah, it probably they probably be. they probably weren't even the black until until home video. Yeah, probably still not in the black. <laughs> enough, enough of the black enough to make, the black to make another one. Yeah. yeah, 
my kicks of the week is I, I don't know, man. I I can't. I got to think of something. I, I I really don't. You know, we do we do two things when we come on the show. We talk about a movie that we plan on talking right? about, and we do kicks of the week. Yeah, and every time. Mine is always something local that will be not relevant by the time the episode rolls out because that's what I do. Or it's or we we, and before that it's oh yeah we're supposed to do that. Oh yeah, let's do kicks of the week, ladies and gentlemen, kicks of the week. And we postponed recording this two weeks because it's like we mentioned earlier, it's a weird episode to record, right? Because we were trying to figure out how to talk about how to talk about. Honestly, I feel like it was the easiest one we've done. Like as far as like yeah, we decided to try a different version of the show where we're not giving you every single beat so you can actually enjoy the movie right and go oh this is what Corey talked about oh this is what freddie was talking about oh this is what i mean you don't want to do seeing a movie is an experience even if if you can't i mean these days most of the stuff we're going to talk about is already available to you at home where you can like you can like literally take your phone listen to this podcast hit when it's over watch the movie buy the movie and watch on your phone for sure and I mean, if that's your drug of choice. Well, well let me ask you: Are we are we five for five? Are we in agreement that this movie is is it? Is, are we in agreement that this movie is better than we remember it, or is it? To me, I still love it. Liked it then, still like it. It, I, it's got a very high. Well, out of yeah, out of the five movies we've covered so far, not only. Because I mean, Silver Bolt was the only one that we came away from and didn't feel like I never want to watch great it again. about. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm glad we ended the way we ended that episode, so people won't like throw you know, tomatoes on us if we see us out in the right, right. <laughs> we don't get pelted like you know, throw nobody it. throws the hook for us like yeah. a bad vaudeville. It, but this one isn't just that. I'm, I felt like we're we made concessions on the other three movies where we're kind of like, yeah, this, yeah, it was the eighties. Yeah. It was this right for a movie. that turns 20 this year. Yeah. It doesn't feel dated. Nope. Not at all. It doesn't feel dated. Everything about it works. And I'm not going, yeah, but I was that I of something moments in the movie that I was, I already did that. If I did that, I, if I felt a certain way when I saw it the first time about something that kind of threw me off, I still feel the same way. If not, not as much because it's 20 years old now. I'm kind of like, I'm not making excuses for the movie. I don't feel like no. I'm, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, it's old. No, 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 not at all. I don't, that, I look, this movie feels as fresh as I did when I saw it. I don't I, have any issues with it except for, I don't like any of the people in it. <laughs> and that's just the character thing though. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah. they're well written. I mean, I like the movie and I like, but I mean like, you know what I mean? I, what I guess is I've said is like my discovery watching it, removed 20 years is I've I've changed more as a person like yeah as far as like these people like I'm sure I enjoyed more of the you know I the characters were different to me then yeah I mean I was 30 when the movie came out so what I, there was nobody there I could relate to except for maybe Jay Moore is my closest to my age out of everybody there yeah I would, yes yeah and I was like yeah well I don't and yeah I, that's not me so I, I never felt, I, I never felt a, a, an affinity or a compare or a parallel between them, myself and the other people, which is probably why you don't like anybody in the movie. But yeah, dude, the, the, this is easily the one that holds up, not just holds up, but yeah, I don't think there's anybody that can watch this movie now and, and, and not pick it apart for any of the other reasons that we already didn't make it, you know, point of. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's a great movie. I love it. Yeah, it, it works 100%. And if I didn't already, I think I already did it on Letterboxd. I think I put a four on that. So look, my kick of the week would be go out and get yourself some fucking real pharmaceutical-grade ecstasy, <laughs> burn a drug dealer, 
and have a nice day. You're no. <laughs> I just realized that when you said your kicks of the week, you said go. <laughs> did you do that intentionally? I did. Wow. It's almost like it was planned. almost like I thought about it. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I got I got kicks of the week. Uh, watch Justified. Find it and watch Justified, so you can see how much Tim Oliphant has has improved as an actor over the years. It's in and you know he was on recently on uh, episode of Conan O'Brien's podcast. Oh, Conan brought it up. Hey man, why don't you? Uh, you should do more villain roles. You should do more villain roles. And he and and he likes that. He liked the idea of it. He goes, yeah, villains are more fun to play. And he, and he starts to kind of shit talk Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> he uh... starts to. He starts to, and he goes, and he just kind of backs off of it. But you know, justified. He's when I first watched the show, I was like, oh, it's a derivative of what he did on Deadwood a little bit. But I was cool with it, and I liked it. And the cast on that show was like, yeah, no, totally. And that, and also, we should point out that Justified is also heavily filmed in San Creta. Yeah, wow, absolutely. See, someone might even so hard. someone might even suggested that that he that Tim lives up here. Maybe, possibly. And you know why you're not going to find that on Hollywood maps? Because we're not Hollywood. <laughs> This ain't Hollywood. This ain't Hollywood. Well, well no, we're we're uh, SCV baby. We're north. We're northern Hollywood. Northwest Hollywood. We're north of Hollywood. So, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at KaratePod, K A R A C E P O D. And if you really want to bug me individually, you can hit me up on Twitter at Corey Culp, C O R E Y C U L P. Or on Instagram at culprit97. What about you, Fred? If you'd like to hit me up and leave me uh, hate mail or whatever, you can reach me at Freddie Love at Raven Shattuck on Twitter or Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram or mine, whatever. <laughs>